Hey, welcome back to Dating Funnies. Yes, I'm back in Seattle. It's been a nice uh, visit down in Scottsdale, Arizona with my son, his wife, and the two grandkids. Of course, I got a little bit of flack from people wanting to know how I got down to Arizona. I flew. I'm not going to say I wasn't a little nervous at first, but when I walked into SeaTac Airport and it was just me and no one else, it was weird. It was spooky. And when I finally got to Alaska Airlines, there was a few people there. I got on the plane and went right through security. It took like five minutes. Can you believe that? And then when I got on the airplane, two rows in front of me were vacant. Two rows behind me were vacant. I was sitting in a three-seat row. I was the only person sitting there. You know, it cost me like 10,000 miles plus $11 to go. Wow. And then coming back, the Phoenix Airport, I was the only one there until I got to my gate. I mean, it was like not a soul. My flight coming back, there's a little bit more people there. Everyone's wearing face masks. A lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people were and a lot of people weren't. And no one's sitting next to me. I don't know, and I'm being told now I'm supposed to be self-quarantined for 14 days because I flew. You know, I'm cautious like everybody else. Anyway, I was going to try, and I tried on many occasions to podcast while I was down in the desert. My two grandkids, six and four, every morning were up at 5.30 waiting for me to wake up so they can hang out with me for the day. And every day was pool time. Me and Late morning, they had lunch. Late afternoon, they went and took a nap. I've never played Monopoly so much in my entire life as I had with them. Granddaughter, oh my gosh, she wants a lot of attention. So I feel sorry for her future boyfriends for sure. So as I mentioned last time on Dating Funnies, and for those of you that are new, welcome to Dating Funnies. For those of you that continue to listen to some of my craziness, thanks for coming back. Hope everyone in your family, your friends, are all safe. Hopefully you're getting out and about and not going too stir-crazy. The trip was good for me. Uh, I'm in pretty good health, yet I'm still a little cautious about what's real, what isn't real with regards to the coronavirus. But as I mentioned last time, I changed all my dating profiles to Arizona. I typically have great results when I do that. People seem to be more willing to meet. This go-around, not a soul. Just crickets. People are holed up in their houses, and I, they're not interested in, in dating or even doing a Zoom video date. And I just thought that was odd. And uh, today, this Monday, May 4th, may the 4th be with you, right? Uh, I was interacting with somebody local for a change, and I suggested we meet over a Zoom video call. And then they sent me back an email and said, wow, you know, I was kind of getting like you, but now you've kind of tickled my red flags. I'm like, in what way? Well, you seem pretty adamant about having a Zoom video call. What is that all about? So I got back to them and said, well, I used to meet people for coffee or for lunch or a glass of wine. But since we're not doing that right now, I have a lot of my business meetings on a Zoom video call. I mean, I feel comfortable doing it. What is wrong with doing a Zoom video call? I don't think that's appropriate, she said. I just think that's too leery and that you're too uh, weird in a way. And I immediately thought, you know, I haven't got time for this. This is absolutely ridiculous. What's funny about all this a little bit too is a new dating service has come to be and they reached out to me and wanted to know if I'd be interested in being part of their platform. Yeah, no cost to me, they're the matchmaking service. Yeah, why not? If it was no cost to me, why wouldn't I try it? So I try, uh, emailed them back, said, sure, sign me up. So today they scheduled a, oh, wait for it, 
a Zoom video call between me and the matchmaker. It's supposed to be like a 15-minute video conference call. She's out of Texas. It ended up being a 45-minute chat. Had a great conversation with her, and she's got someone that she thinks would just be perfect for me. My personality, my outgoing ways, and I've shared with her some of my stories. And what was fascinating was that some of the stories she shared with me are the same things she you and I are going through trying to meet people and date people and the flakes and the ghosting and not getting people off the darn apps, dating apps or off the dating websites. But as her and I got to chatting, come to find out, she's got a podcast too. and She does a lot of podcasting. And of course, I started talking about my podcasting. And so now we're going to work together on doing a, pod, a joint podcast together. So just like that, you never know who you're going to meet and what they're going to bring to the table. If you want to check out her podcast, I give it to you. I'm going to check it out myself, and it's a little bit different than what mine is. Hers is more of giving real advice how to interact with this crazy world to try to date. And her podcast is Dating Truths, Dating Truths with Aunt Ruth. Check it out. I'm going to, and see what pearls of wisdom might be there even even for me. I'm always willing to learn. I didn't uh, have any success there. I was thinking about maybe this week just uh, chatting uh, more about uh, maybe some of my past so you can see that I'm a lot like a lot of everyone else. I dated this one lady uh, 20 years ago. We dated for seven years while she was going through a divorce. She was always in need of attention all the time. And I tried to fill that void as much as I could. But she craved so much attention that when I wasn't giving it to her, she found it from her next door neighbor. She found it with a coworker. She took her family on a road trip and found it with some guy she met along the way and hid all those things from me. And then all of a sudden I started paying attention to what was going on. And all the while she's blaming me for the relationship. So I've been, you know, I've been lied to. I've been cheated upon several times. The last long-term relationship I had lasted about a year and a half, and the lady ended up going right back to the guy that she cheated on with her husband as her former lover, and I caught her in the act of doing that. Not in the actual act, but her hiding it and different disconnects within within all that. So I, you know, I've been there. I've been kicked down. I've been told I'm not good enough. I'm not good-looking enough. I mean, the list is endless of all the things I'm not. And, you know, it took me a while to understand that the word projection, and people project on others what they don't like about themselves. But if we buy into it, then we agree with their narrative, and that's just not true. Yes, it's problematic trying to meet and date people. I still can't believe people aren't willing to do a Zoom video date. So I'm not really sure where to go on here. I'm not really sure what additional stories I could share. I'm trying to dig way back into my my vault, so to speak. You know, there's so many different stories. I'm gonna have to rethink what I can share, what I can't share, without revealing too much about too many people. Because I'm not really here to uh, make people look bad. Uh, as you can tell on my podcast, I'm not naming names because that's not my my forte. It's just I'm just trying to share with you some crazy experiences that I've had. I think the most craziest experience lately has been that my daughter-in-law was hanging out with her. She was kind of grilling me, trying to figure out what was wrong with me and why aren't I in a relationship. She just finds it hard to believe that I'm running around town as single as can be. And I I don't know what the answer is. I'm like a professor to know what the answer is. I've got my wish list like everybody else. I'm willing to be flexible on that wish list. 
for sure. Uh, but at the same time, I'm thinking I'm just going to be single from now on. I don't, I, I'm, I'm uh, especially with this whole pandemic and us being self-quarantined. Even I, even, you know, to meet people, to talk to people, get close to people. I'm not sure how to go about doing that. I'd be curious to hear your stories. How are you dating through this pandemic? How are you meeting? Are you having success on video calls? Are you texting? Are you on the dating apps trying to meet people? I'm not trying to continue to be on those platforms. Forms, although it's been fun thinking, okay, what's uh, what's more content could I have for this podcast? But my initial intent on the podcast was just to share funny stories. And if I end up doing a joint podcast with this lady, I'm sure I'll hear other stories. I and mean, I've had people where I've met them for coffee, and they spent the whole time on their cell phone texting whomever. Or they're on their their tablet or their laptop typing away doing their work and I'm just sitting there and I'm like well gee whiz or I've had one lady as I've shared before where I met her and she wouldn't even look at me wouldn't even talk to me and when I finally got up and said hey this date's over she had panic in her eyes well what am I going to do I don't care how dare you be rude to me and sit there and ignore me just because I don't look like what you want me to look like whatever you thought that person was supposed to look like I wasn't it, but it doesn't give any of us the right to treat someone like garbage. Heck, who knows? You, you treat someone nice, be kind to them, and vice versa. You never know where that could lead. I mean, just like me today, meeting this dating matchmaker, come to find out she's got a podcast, I got a podcast, we hit it off really well. She's got somebody that she wants to introduce me to, some supposedly supposed to have maybe a video date this week. So that'll be interesting to chat about. A uh, lady's supposed to be in her early 60s. She's got no kids at home. And that's the other thing, you know, I've run into before this pandemic, and I haven't really chatted much about, but I'm at an age now to where people my age, not a lot of them, but there's a few of them I've run into them where they're actually taking care of raising their grandkids. Well, that's not me. Or they're taking care of their parents. Their parents are living with them. Yeah, that's not me either. My parents are long gone. My grandkids, they've got a good mother and father, and they are doing quite well financially. So they don't need me to come in and rescue the, the grandkids from them. And as I stated with the matchmaker today, I do not have any drama at my front door, and I do not want to invite drama to my front door. So I'm going to be somewhat picky. And I don't want to be dating someone that's raising grandkids or dating someone that's taking care of their parents. And those are all good things. Those are great that they can do that. But it's not what I want because I'm not going to divide what time I have left trying to help someone else care for their parents or care for their kids. I had a friend of mine many years ago who started dating a lady that she had a Down syndrome baby kid. It was about four or five. And I applauded him. Good for you that you can do that. I couldn't do that. I mean, that's a full-time job. Am I selfish? Yeah, I guess a little bit. I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. Mom, single mom with four kids. Come to find out that they were my half-siblings and my real father. He's got seven kids that are my half-siblings. I've never met them, so I've got ten half-siblings floating around. So I also have to be careful about who I meet and greet because they might... You might end up being a half-sibling of mine. How weird would that be? You might chuckle at that, but there are cases where people have re-met somebody later in life only to find out that they're brother and sister. 
I mean, I heard a story years ago where these two orphan kids in Hong Kong, one was taken to England and raised by a set of parents, another was taken to Australia. Many years later, in their college years, they both ended up being at a school in England and met each other there and started dating, been dating for two or three years, decided to get married, went and had blood tests and come to find out they were brother and sister. So the universe has a funny way of slapping us alongside the head sometimes. I mean, how bizarre, right? How crazy. So it's possible. My grandmother was afraid of that for my son, knowing that he had all these nieces and cousins floating around. So you know, got to ask the question, so where were you born? <laughs> Where's your family? If they say Portland, Oregon, I'm going to pause for a second and ask a few more questions to find out if there's some connection in some way. I'm probably a little boring this week. I'm tired from my trip. Got in late. Didn't sleep well when I got home. It was cold here in Seattle. So used to 90 to 100 degree weather, sitting by the poolside every day. Now I'm home and I got the furnace on. Although they say it's supposed to be 80 degrees or better here. I'd love to hear from you folks. Love to hear what's going on with you. How you're handling the quarantine. If you're feeling safe getting on out in public. Uh, I know I've got listeners in Florida, Utah, in my own state. I think there's a few listeners in Texas. Uh, I'd feel free to shoot me an email. I'm at datingfunnies at gmail.com you can also follow me on instagram it's dating funnies there too i'm trying to get more in line with posting stuff on my ig account although i've got other businesses and i do a lot of that my staff does a lot of that on twitter and ig and facebook i did try to create a facebook dating funnies page but they wouldn't allow me to do that uh, years ago uh, we could because years ago i will share with you that i actually created a Twitter account, a Gmail account, Facebook account when I started blogging about a sugar daddy looking for a sugar baby. I thought, well, I'll try to meet younger people. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not a big fan of giving people allowances. I do believe I can treat someone far better than the average person because I have the ability to be able to pay for dates and pay for nice dates and pay for trips. I can do all that, but I'm not going to add more money to it just to write a check, just to have a friend, an intimate friend. I'm not going to do that. That doesn't you make sense to me at all today. Back then, I went and met all these younger people, and I had to laugh. And I'd come back to the office and tell people, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this person's story. I'd tell them the story. You're not going to believe how they showed up dressed this way, wanted me to pay all this money, and they'd see me when they could see me, not when I was available. So my whole argument to them was this one person was, hey, well, if I'm paying you, then I will be the employer and you'll be the employee, and you'll see me when I want to see you, not the reverse way around. This is crazy. I mean, if I wanted that, I'll go get me an escort and pay far less money, and they'll come to my home when I want them there, and they'll leave when we're done. And so I'd come back and tell these stories to people in my office, and they're like, oh, you should write a book. You should write a book. Well, I started a blog, Sugar Daddy Looking for a Sugar Baby. And so back then, Facebook allowed me to have a a business page. I created a business page with that. Like I said, a Gmail account, a Twitter account. I started pushing the, the blog out and about. It no longer exists. It, the URL got hijacked. And so I lost my URL and I lost my con, uh, content. I had like 15 stories in there. 
And I had to chuckle because it actually was building up a head of steam. And I remember one day I saw a request to uh, to follow my blog. And I had to look at the email and the name a couple of times. I couldn't believe it. And sure enough, it was the real deal. It was um, David Hasselhoff out of, down in the L.A. area. He was starting to follow my blog. And then a couple of weeks later... Charlie Sheen was following my blog. And it's kind of like me podcasting here. So many of my stories, people can can see that happening because it's real life. It does happen. It just doesn't happen to me. It happens to you. It happens to everybody. And before you know it, I had 300,000 people following me on this blog. I had all kinds of emails, all kinds of Facebook requests. And so a couple of my friends were trying to show me how to monetize it. And I thought, oh, great, all right. About that time, my grandson was being born. And so I kind of ignored it for a while. And then when I went to go back in there, my URL had expired. I had it on GoDaddy and someone else came in and took it. And I thought, I'm not going to recreate this whole thing and all the content because I kind of, like my podcast, I kind of talk off the cuff. I don't I don't have notes sitting here, every little thing I want to talk about. I just think of a subject in my head and think, okay, I'll talk about that, just like I'm talking about this today. And so that's what prompted me to start this podcast. But that, that whole episodes seven, eight years ago was quite funny. I mean, I think the funniest story out of that is I shared my uh, blog information with a, a, a fellow business person I do business with, and I went to his office one day, and he says, hey, you see my receptionist over there? Yeah. Well, she pulled me over to the desk the other day and said, hey, have you seen this website? And I go over there, and it's your darn website on Sugar Daddy, Sugar Baby. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, my gosh. And she says to him, hey, we think this, whoever's writing this is talking about so-and-so in our office. And so he got a chuckle. He told me about it about it as well and of course I wasn't writing about anyone in his office but the stories were the same as we go everywhere how people mistreat one another by ghosting how they interact throwing their false teeth on the table the list is endless of the type of things that people do again I'm going to reiterate this I spent the last couple weeks in between kids taking naps and their parents taking them somewhere where I'd sit and entertain myself on TikTok. There's some good good content on TikTok. There's some great insights on different things. Uh, so if you got nothing else to do, I'd do that because <laughs> I'm doing it. I even created an account, uh, Dating Funnies, on TikTok. I'm like, you're putting myself on there because most people on there are 20s, 30s, and 40s. Although I did see a category on there the other day, women on there 50 and older doing their dancing and things like that. Uh, Most of the guys are 50 and older talking about their political agenda or whatever they're doing with cars and trucks and things like that. I don't know. Just thought I'd throw that out there just like I threw out my blog. I'm no longer blogging. I don't have the time or interest to blog. I thought this would be an easier way of podcasting. I know I've run over for today. I hope you are doing well. You're safe. You're healthy. And so are your friends, family, and coworkers. Until next week, have fun. Please, please feel free to share your stories with me. Happy to talk about them. I don't have to disclose who you are. I'll mention your location for sure and your first name if you like. If not, I won't mention that either. Have a great week. Thanks for your patience. And I'll give you an update on my first Zoom dating through my matchmaker. Bye for now.